Welcome to another episode with Loans Elevated. My name is Brock Lassig, top 1% loan officer nationwide. And I'm TJ Heidenreich. Together we bring the latest news, strategies, and insights in the mortgage and real estate industry. <laughs> okay, so we're switching it up a little bit today. Brock just had a new baby, so he's got the week off, but we're going to introduce one of our other LOs on our team. Uh, this is Ryan King. Ryan, how long you've been with us? Tell us a little about your story, how you found us, your mortgage background, and we'll go from there. Cool. So yeah, I've been with you guys for what, three months now? It's yeah. nope. I started July. July. It all blends in. Yeah. It's all in one. Yep, it does. It's been quite the past four months, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> um I came over from a previous mortgage company, worked there since October twenty twenty. Cool. Um, you know, started to see the writing on the wall with the market, figured I needed a change of environment. Uh, more competitive and hustle environment. So that. saw all the videos you guys were posting and decided to make the move over here. Nice. What <clears throat> made you want to get into the mortgage industry? Uh, so I actually was working at a credit union before uh, doing consumer loans, auto loans, credit cards, that kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, working my butt off, you could oh, say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just not getting a lot of return from it. I had an in in the industry. My mother-in-law actually is a lender. Uh, she oh, cool. told me I was helping a lot of her clients with credit repair and that kind of stuff. And we just would talk about it from here and there about, you know, getting licensed, getting into mortgages and finally decided to do it. was fed up with the credit union and here we are today. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's one thing that really makes our team stand out? I would say, you know, just being more than your transactional coordinator type lender. Right. And being much more holistic, like we say, mm-hmm. um, you know, going over the big picture and doing more than just giving them a loan that they requested for. Right. Oh, definitely. I would say that's one of our main thing that we think about. It's not just a loan to us. It's a, it's a long-term <clears throat> relationship. We want to be their lender forever. Not only think about this transaction, but ask them what their goals are through the first five years and maybe even retirement age. Get up into retirement age thinking about if they want to have a portfolio of real estate versus just you know one big luxury house and kind of check in with them annually too. We call our loan anniversaries. Yeah. Check in yeah. annually to see if those goals are still accurate and to see you know if we're meeting those goals and if those goals have changed. <laughs> yeah. So one question we've got, what is the main differences between the 2008 market and the market that we're seeing right now? The first thing that comes to my mind is still inventory. Now, we've seen inventory on the rise here in Utah, but there's still not nearly enough inventory what we need. So these are national numbers. Um, since 2008, there's 14 million more household formations. So that means there's there's 14 million more people, more families looking to buy than there were in 2008. And that's the 27 to 35 demographic, age, age demographic. The 27 to 35 age demographic is 60, 60% of home buyers in the U.S. So that's the large portion. Crazy stat also, there's 3 million less homes available than there was in 2008. Even with elevated inventory, there's still not nearly enough. In fact, we would have to build homes at 20% more than what we're building now for the next five years. No, 20% more than what we'd ever built for the next five years to even catch up to the amount of homes we Which need to build. Which is just very unlikely. Right, right. So as you're getting clients right now that are saying, you know, they're, they're like skeptical on buying right now, what are you telling them? What, you know, what do borrowers need to look out for? Yeah, so I would just say, you know, diving back into the logistics of 08 and what caused mm-hmm. it, of course it was mm-hmm. a glutton of inventory, right? Mm-hmm. But it was also a lot of people who had multiple homes who shouldn't have even had one in the first place. Right, yeah. But underwriting, I mean, we all know, and anyone else who's bought a home recently, yeah. I mean, 
it's not just a cakewalk to the closing no, table. No, exactly. You know, right? there's, there's quite a few documents you have to get. <clears throat> the last team, we, yeah. try, we guide you through it. We try to do a lot of our homework up front, get you fast-track pre-approved. That way it, it creates a lot less, you know, paperwork that you have to get on the back end. Yeah, which is yeah. key. But, you know, outside of that, I think we're going over our charts, you know, those, uh, you know, what housing housing index has done through recessions mm-hmm. historically uh, and how interest rates behave. Because ultimately right now we're just seeing compression from, interest rates being high. Right. But realistically what that's creating is opportunity for buyers, especially first time home buyers. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. And there's a key report. I don't know when this podcast is going to be rolling out, but there's a key report on November 10th that I'm thinking inflation will have peaked. This report will show us that it's a CPI report. And Likely. what that it does, it's going to replace inflation from October of last year. Right. And that's probably, that was one of the, the lower numbers that we had uh, one of the higher numbers, excuse right. me, of inflation. Just under a percent. Mm-hmm. And so this number, it, you know, because of what the Fed's been, the actions the Fed have been taking, it's going to slow the economy down and, and, and inflation is going to come in our favor. I mean, it's going to come down and rates tend to follow inflation. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that this could be the turning point for rates and that we could see rates much lower come end of the year and into quarter two of next year. Absolutely. Yeah, Fannie Mae I, stated that rates are going to be, I think they would say like mid fours. Mid fours. Mid fours quarter yeah. two, which is crazy. Yeah. And what we'll see is the affordability, you know, increase at that point. And Mm -hmm. then everyone who's put the pause button on, they're going to jump back in. And ultimately all that inventory that we're seeing right now Mm -hmm. is going to disappear. Exactly. I mean, it might turn into almost overnight that we we saw, which is crazy. So, I mean, if if you're thinking about buying right now, that's why you should take advantage right now because you can still get decent monthly payment, I guess, because of the buy down (laughs) options that we talked about in previous episodes, the three, two, one, buy down, two, one, buy down. We can get sellers to pay for a lot of closing costs right now, which we couldn't get in previous markets. A lot, if not all. Right, right, right. There's not bad markets. There's not good markets. There's the current market. And right now, this current market's offering unique advantages that we haven't seen quite years. In, in years, years, years. So, yeah. yeah. If you guys have any questions, please, you know, follow us on uh, Instagram at Loans Elevate Us. DM us there. Uh, comment on YouTube. Any questions you guys want us to answer, and we will catch you guys next time. Thanks, Ryan. Sweet. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in. For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.